Today we're looking at Christmas with the Cranks, a 2004 American Christmas comedy based on the 2001 novel Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. It was directed by Joe Roth and written and produced by Chris Columbus. The film tells of a couple who decide to skip Christmas one year since their daughter is away, much to the chagrin of their neighbours, until their daughter decides to come home at the last minute. Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome back to the Christmas and Chill podcast, After Dark edition. Um, you're here this evening with your uh, cool cat host, Josh. Uh, I'm sipping on a cup of joe and I'm having a great old time. What about you? Call in, let us know. Um, I'm sitting here this evening with uh, Maddie Cook. Maddie, how are you? Is this ASMR now? No, 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 groovy cats. Um, this, ain't, this ain't ASMR, this is jazz. Oh, jazz. You like jazz? Yeah, shagadelic, baby. And we're also here with Luke. Luke, how are you this evening? Not too bad, my friend, not too bad. Groovy, groovy, all right, peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is, all right, I have to stop that, I'm sorry. How are we? Good, not how too bad. are you? Not too bad, Yeah, good, good. This is... This is an interesting night because this is the first time where I'm on the podcast, but Amy isn't. I miss so, Amy already. Yeah. We're free! How dare you! <laughs> I will say, Amy, I'm not going to be snarky and add the extra fire to the flame for all the comments that you've made about I was gonna me. Say, I'm if, a good boyfriend. If ever there was a time for you to do roast it. Amy, do it. it's now. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not that. I can't roast anyway. I'm I'm too nice. I don't want to make people upset. Nah, do it, bitch. Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um So, yes, tonight we watched Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, a fantastic movie. What do we think of the movie, guys? I can I can I speak first? Absolutely, I'm it. definitely biased. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was going to say. This will be a good thing for me because I I was watching this movie and the first thing I thought of was, have I seen this before? I was like, I've seen this somewhere and I didn't know where. And I think after talking to mum about it, I think I might have watched it on TV or something along those lines. Mm. Um, I like this movie. I didn't think it was like my favorite of the movies we've watched so far there were some really enjoyable bits um there were bits and pieces where i was kind of like yeah okay cool i've seen this in some of the other christmas movies we've done before i do like the premise of the film though i think it's Mm. a really kind of smart idea of having kind of the 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 street and everyone around them pressure try to pressure tim allen and uh, Louis, uh, I can't even say Jamie it, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> my apology. My apologies. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lots of lots of names with three three different names in the name. Um, but Dustin yeah, Hoffman. I thought it was a great idea, and then the turnaround of putting up Christmas for the for Tim Allen's daughter was very interesting. It felt like two different movies crammed into one. It didn't actually feel like one movie in to- in total. I did say, though, 
Just let them go on holiday. They don't have to go and do Christmas. Just let them be. Not if Dan Aykroyd has anything Dan to do with Aykroyd. it. I know. I I think it's like like everyone in the movie trying to be like, oh, you can't skip Christmas. It's a bit like too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also bring out Frosty. Oh, brilliant! Frosty. 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 <laughs> um, also, Dan Aykroyd, you're into aliens, so we should be yelling you at that. Yeah, so, true. Did you pick really? up when Tim Allen goes, who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, Maddie, I'm going to throw to you now. Okay. What did you think of the movie? Do you think it was all right? Josh is probably the only one who knows this, but I will watch this movie when it's not even Christmas. Like, I yeah. love this movie. Really? Yes. I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's just a nostalgia thing. Me and my family love this movie. And When was it released? Uh, what was that? You guys keep talking and I'll look it up. When was it released? 2004. Like 2000... There you go. Yeah, so this is like two years before like Deck the Halls and... Yeah, it's weird because this movie doesn't feel like it's... Doesn't feel as old as Deck the Halls, right? Yeah, like it doesn't feel old as that or Elf because Elf was released around the same time. And 2003. You know how we were talking about Christmas classics? I would... I could see this as a Christmas classic for some people. Yeah. Where it's like, you know... Yeah, this yeah. is my Christmas classic, I reckon. Um, just, just I don't know what it is, if it's the dialogue or the acting or just all of it. I just love it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Simple as um, that. For sure. I, 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 th- I also love the movie. I had never watched the movie before until I met Maddie. Um, <laughs> did we watch it around Christmas? Or... We did watch it around okay. Christmas. I was going to say, if we watched well, it in like... Then. October or something. That's a bit fucked. <laughs> no, we definitely watched it around Christmas. Um, but taking you out of the movie, I think this is a really good movie and I think it's the story that makes it so good. I don't mm. think anything in this movie, to an extent, is unrealistic. Except um, the end where Marty flies away on his well, beetle with reindeers. Except for all like the post-movie credit animation stuff. But... And and the cat getting frozen in the ice. <laughs> that cat would have been dead. That cat would have been dead, and his eyes were no kind of cryogenically frozen cat. Woke up in the year oh, three thousand. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I thought that unlike some of the movies like Deck the Halls and stuff, where you know we're trying to see lights from space, especially that same style of movie. So Deck the Halls, Elf, that American Christmas movie of that time. I think Christmas of the Cranks does a really good job of, of being relatable in the sense that sometimes you do just want to skip Christmas mm. and you just kind of want to do something different. I also kind of like the fact that Tim, the family, they're not rich. Mm. That was another thing that I found really interesting is they were saving up to go away, which is something that never really happens in a lot of these Christmas movies because they just, for some reason, have bounds, boundless amount of money. But... You know, he... I. What does he actually do, Tim Allen? Thinks he's an accountant? Yeah, Banker? Sure he's yeah an accountant. I, I think he's yeah. an accountant or something like that. So he doesn't make a lot of money, and obviously Jamie Lee Curtis stays at home. Um, and it, it's just really interesting to see how, like, this movie in particular talks... It, it, it focuses on middle-class family, which a lot of these sort of movies are either... They're either upper-class, like, Miracle on 34th mm. Street... Or they're, um, like, A Christmas Carol, you have um, Kermit and his, and 
Miss Piggy and that family in the lower class. So it's interesting to have like a middle class, a purely middle class family who's trying to, they have to skip Christmas in order to go away, which is something that, you know, everybody, I, we all, I know I have to do. So. It's realistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think um, that's the best part of the movie though. I think that the whole skipping as, as, skipping Christmas aspect of the movie is not something that's seen in a lot of Christmas movies. So it, mm. you're watching no, it as a Christmas no. movie, but you're not at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think because also it's American, yeah. um, Christmas to them is the thing. If you yeah. don't do Christmas, you might as well leave America. Like it's And my mom, being Canadian, has a little bit of that DNA in her where she's uber, uber, uber excited about Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, taking us to see... Is Amy American? <laughs> yeah, someone needs to do no. a DNA test. No, well, ancestry.com, please sponsor us. Maybe that's the closest to being overseas, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, but like, yeah, yeah, the idea of Christmas over there, I think, because they can, they have snow and it's around Thanksgiving and all that sort of stuff. Like that's that's something that they are really, really passionate about. So when the street like basically turn on them and they're like. No, it's, no, you're following us. It's We're brilliant. doing Christmas together. This is a, a, a group thing that we do. Mm. And Dan Aykroyd being some sort of mafia boss was kind of weird. <laughs> it was great. But kind of funny at the same time. It was like, I, I, I don't know if I trust you, Ed, Dan Aykroyd, for having all the power that you have in this particular street. You yeah, raised no, it's... a good point. Is a reason that us three are kind of cynical about Christmas is because we don't understand what a white Christmas is. Does that make sense? Like Christmas is about snowmen and, you know, like cookies and rugging up. Whereas in summer in Australia, we're like, fuck, it's a Barbie and it's hot today. So I I was doing some reflection today um, over the whole... Introspection kind of... and reflection? <laughs> G'day, Walt. I was doing um, <laughs> some... I was doing some reflection today um, about the whole journey. The fact that, you know, what we're doing is, mm. is no small feat. It's big. And definitely watching all these Christmas movies. And I think that in Australia, being summer in Christmas and usually being 30 plus mm. degrees on Christmas Day, um, it's all about shorts. And if there's a pool, jumping in the pool, having a sprinkler on, there's a barbecue, there's, out, mm. there's backyard cricket. The dynamic of what we understand as Christmas is a bit different. So I think that it's quite easy for Australians to be quite cynical about Christmas because in America where it's cold, naturally you're wanting to rug up together. You become closer inside together. You have, you're kind of spending that time as family. With us, it's, it's almost the opposite. There's probably more than one Christmas party you're going to go to on the same day. You're probably going to do some form of driving on Christmas Day, if not Boxing Day. Um, you will be drinking and you will be outside more than likely. So it it's, just it's reminded me of a family opposite. Christmas where it was like 42 degrees and we're all in this fucking shed and there was like oh. 30 of us and I was like, I do not want to be here right now. And it's funny because you talk about that and I for, for the listeners at home, I'm half Canadian. So I've been to Canada during Christmas time and admittedly, yes, I was very young, but I do remember snippets of it. And I think having been, I've been there during Christmas and I do remember the lights and going ice skating and, and that sort of stuff that you would do during Christmas. And I think for me, the one of the major reasons I think I became a bit cynical with Christmas was one, 
my mum being so, like, we, I am so excited about Christmas, I need you guys to understand how mm. much it is. I've realised in my later years that it's because, you know, my mum has a big family and it's a big thing to get all the family together and, you know, spend time and, um... I think for us here, because there's so much about Christmas that isn't exactly what we um, what we do it. So you know, reindeer. We don't have reindeer here. We don't do Christmas carols here. There's a lot of traditions that are over I, I, in the you're states forgetting or about ever. Christmas on the domain <laughs> and candles <Yeah>. by carol. <laughs> Car- Nothing carols like- by candlelight. Like- like, Carols by Candlelight is one of those things that's very Australian, but I'm saying in the sense of, like, people coming to your house and singing carols in the cold, in the snow. Um, yeah, there ain't no being... snow. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Like... Do you think that if, if Australia snowed at Christmas time and it was cold, do you think we would embrace those types of traditions? No. I think it would be a bit more palatable to, a, to Australians, but I still believe that we are also partly, like, from a British background, being a part of the Commonwealth. So, and in Britain, I don't think they... Well, it's pretty similar, though. a bit less... It's pretty similar, they're, though. They're similar, but they're not, like... Maybe I'm just looking at this from more of an American point of view, because they're so... Um, well, America's a very... Pro-Christmas. ...consumeristic kind of Christmas, right? So it's about having the biggest and the best, and all the lights, all the presents, all the turkey, all the trees, all the glitz and the glamour. Um, That's why Christmas with the Cranks is so good, because it's not about that... It's true. Um, yeah. Maddie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a question to you. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, as a, a co-lead in this movie, I say co-lead, I guess, because it's arguable that, that she's probably on par with Tim Allen as the, the leads of this movie. I wouldn't say one is more of a lead than the other. I would mm-hmm. agree with that. Um, what did you think of... Of her role in this movie. So Tim Allen obviously has a bit of focus about being kind of the, the Grinch per se around Christmas and being dedicated to the cause when it comes to the holiday. How dedicated to the cause do you think Jamie Lee Curtis's character is? I just want to start off by saying that she's a comedic genius. Um, I think she's a wonderful <laughs> actress and a wonderful human being. Um, I, she she says a, a line in the movie where she's like, you don't understand, it's us women who have to deal with Christmas. And it's very true. I just think of my mum and when she would sit there on Christmas morning and go like, oh, yes, this is from me and your dad. And my dad would go, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so it's always, I feel like it's always the mum who is, I mean, this is very stereotypical and very gender generalised. But um, I think a lot of the time it's the the women who do the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning and mm. the organising and the stuff, and then the men turn up and be like, yes, I also helped. <laughs> but I think also with her, because um, because this is something they do every year, and she is, like, pretty happy about doing Christmas. Like, it's not something yeah. that she wants to give up. Like, Tim Allen has to convince her to give up the idea of Christmas. Yeah. So for her, it's... And that's where it's kind of interesting where Tim Allen doesn't want to do it because he doesn't like it, really. And wants to do something selfish. But then she's going along because she's been convinced into doing this. Even though she really loves Christmas. Like once she finds out they're doing Christmas. Vest is straight on. Going in. We're getting this. We're getting that. You need to go and do this. You need to go and do that. So it's... um, And she loves her daughter. And that's one of the reasons why Hmm, you know Christmas is so good for them initially. Because you know their daughter isn't there for the first time. And it's kind of a movie of... If your parents and you got no kid and they've left, what do you do? 
Yeah, look, exactly. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about... Um, so one thing I, I want to touch on very briefly, there is singing on this in this movie. So once again, tick. There is caroling multiple times. Oh, that was my favourite scene where they're inside the house <laughs> and the carolers are just it's singing so good. and singing. And, oh, it was um, good. I liked yeah, it. It was fantastic. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about, the other time that they're singing is right at the end of the movie, I guess when the heart of the movie comes in. Um We've talked a lot on this podcast and it seems to be a recurring trend that we kind of discuss how meaningful the movies become. Like, does it have heart? Does it follow those Christmas trends? What's the message? Um, Luke, I'm going to start with you and then I'm going to throw to Maddie because I feel like Maddie's going to have a bit to say on this. Luke, what do you think the message of this movie is? Well, don't ask me for the message. You go, Luke. What's the message? I think it's kind of hard because I think there's two conflicting messages where one of them is about I think more about what do you do when your kid or your your children have left? Do you keep the traditions that you've got or in hope that, you know, everything will feel the same? Or do you do something different to make yourselves happy? Um, that's one. I don't know if that's not primarily, like, um, prominent, but it is there and it's the... the catalyst for the movie to be the way that it is definitely a question um, the movie brings up i wouldn't say it's a message yeah. but yeah i get what you mean yeah uh, i'm probably not explaining it very well no, you're but fine. it's um the i think the major message is no matter what even if you're not gonna do a tra- you know a, traditions are traditions because they give you joy and they give you happiness and don't I, I don't know. It, it's it's I, a hard one, I think one, it's right? more about... Tr- yeah. I think it's more about the tradition aspect of the movie rather than it being... Because really thinking about it, looking back on the movie, the town... The street was very, uh... You better do this or we will harass you sort of people, which I found kind of weird. But then also I can understand that they all came to them in a time of need because they really do care for their neighbours. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of... I think there's a couple of things, but there's no yeah. distinct one. Okay. Maddie, I what would, do you think? I would say the overall message is definitely that Christmas is about giving. Like, yes, people want to be selfish at Christmas and that can be okay, but it's more about giving to those in need and to those who need help the most, I guess. I guess that's what I take mm. out of it. Yeah. Um, what was your other question, Josh? <laughs> No, that, I, that was pretty much it. I just kind of wanted to explore what the ending of the movie meant and if it had that kind of heartfelt Christmassy moment. It it has a good contrast to Jingle All The Way, which you guys were talking about last night, because that movie didn't really have that... I would have thought that it would have that sort of thing where it's like, no, the idea of, you know, you to make everybody happy is to give rather than to just get out of a situation. So it's a good kind of like what the movie last night should have been. Yes, Where I it's agree. like at the end he realizes, oh, you know, it's not about the toy. It's about loving his son and loving mm. his wife. But and this movie has that moment at the end where, you know, Tim Allen goes across the street and gives the the older couple like the tickets, which I honestly, when I saw it, I'm like, that's just really nice of him to do that because it's something that he spent the whole movie trying to do and a while too like they were doing it at least for about it's a good you know, transformation as way as uh transformations go over christmas i think like he's mm. so stubborn yeah. the whole movie he's going on that trip and then he's like mm. no this is this has to be given away 
Yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention. I think that my understanding of this this movie when it comes to a message is that um, everything up to that that one moment is a catalyst for him to to show growth. Mm. So mm. so it's kind of the reverse. So so we all sometimes we just want to be selfish, and that's totally fine. But it, that kind of having that moment of realization and and kind of getting rid of that. Um, I think is what it is, is Christmas is all about. It's not so much about you, it's about others. And when and he yeah. said he'd take the cat, even though he hates the cat, oh, my heart. <laughs> I got all teary. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about Enrique for a moment. Enrique. <laughs> Enrique. Um, Who was Enrique again? The, the boyfriend. The, the boyfriend that they got engaged to. Blair's boyfriend. Oh yeah, the um, the doctor or whatever it is. Well, that's yeah. Is he a doctor. Or, yeah, well, yeah, they met in the that. they met in the Peace Corps. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. I thought that was an interesting plot point to include in the movie. Um, where was and where was he from? Peru. Peru. Something like Peru, because they were they were singing in. I'll find out. Espanol at the end. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, the the main reason I'm bringing him up, I mean, given the fact that he's. Peruvian doctor and they've come from like the Peace Corps and stuff and they've flown all the way back home. They've rushed all the way home to this massive house filled with so many people. Do you feel like all those people were really happy to see Blair? Yeah, definitely. Um... Also, do you think they were all really susceptible to COVID? <laughs> That's what you were missing. I would have been very upset if you missed that. I was like, there is a golden opportunity there and you would have missed it. That was the bit. That was the bit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Unintentionally, audience. I, I we're moving on. I'm going to analyse this. <laughs> okay, go for it. No, I, I think the inclusion of Enrique... <laughs> Enrique. <laughs> is, um, it's quite sudden, but I think it's another plot point to show that it's... Like, it's all about community and coming together. Like, even though you're For sure. from miles away. I've got my microphone mm. upside down, sorry. Um, even if you're from miles away, like, you're still part of the family. Um, we've, we have also talked a little bit on this podcast, and this will be my last question before we get into the hat. Um, we've talked a bit on this podcast about kind of American movies versus British movies. When we're looking at this as an American movie, I actually didn't think it felt overly American in the sense that like Jingle All The Way or Deck The Halls did. Though they're similar styles of movie, I felt like this one sat differently and that was quite odd for an American movie to do that. It felt kind of closer to a British movie than for me than an American movie did. It felt like what Elf was because Elf Mm. had the same type of feel and Home Alone had a very similar feel. Um, because this was also written by Christopher Columbus, who did Home Alone, it would make sense that he would have very similar writing styles. Because I think for Home Alone, he also wrote that. Yeah, he did. But for for this movie in particular, I think because they take out the Americanness of it, and it's more about the holiday rush, especially at the end where it's the final day, very similar to Jingle All The Way, where... It's that rush to get everything. It's a very universal thing. Like yeah. me and my dad were talking about... Admittedly, we were talking about Jingle All The Way today. And one of the things he brought up, brought up is the idea that everyone has been in that position where they've missed one thing for Christmas. They go run to the shops right at the end. And they're going to try and get the last ham or the last, you know... Never say hickory honey Christ- ham again. <laughs> 
Um, like, that sort of thing is very universal, and I think this movie, plus Elf and a couple of the other films, have been very universal in the way that they're, they're thinking more about the, an overall audience rather than an American audience to sell the jokes to. For sure. What do you think, Matty? I think, I think that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'd be interested, as this is your favourite movie, I'd be really interested to think if you also felt the same way, or whether you... Whether that's something you've thought about before. Like, like it wasn't really something I'd thought about before, actually. Um, I know, I think Luke makes a good point. Um, but I think because they don't participate in a lot of, like, Christmas traditions, it's not overly Americanized, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they focus more on things like lights and yeah. having, like... The, Frosty, obviously like Frosty's it, an American sort of tradition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's still like the it's still more about the community than it is about anything else. Like the water when he puts the water on the on the walkway and all that sort of stuff. That's admittedly that is more of an Amer like a northern hemisphere thing. But anyone has that problem if you're in the ice or wherever from any country, and we've had that before when we have when we have snow. So it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's very. It feels a lot more universal because I don't think they focus more on the American aspect of it. They focus on the, on the, sure. the Christmas aspect. Yeah. All right, Maddie. I'm gonna throw to you. Okay, I'm gonna start with Luke tonight. How many Christmas hats would you give this Ooh. movie out of ten, Luke? I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Nice. Um, I I honestly did think I was gonna give it lower when I was <laughs> what, when I was about to watch the movie because, as Amy said last night. I'm not a biggest fan of a lot of American comedies. Just in general, I'm just it doesn't it's not the type of humor that I'm into. And a lot of it is more slapstick, which, you know, some 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 of it's good, some of it's bad, but I'll I won't go into that. Um I thought this movie had a really good message. I like the story being a bit different to other Christmas stories that we've had before. Um it's weird seeing Tim Allen when he's not Santa Claus, <laughs> so that was kind of a refreshing thing. The Christmas uh, King? Spike the... Pardon? The Christmas King, I said. Yeah, four yeah. Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. Um, Spike the Kid, I, I've i seen him somewhere. Malcolm he's in the Dewey Middle. He's from, from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. I thought so, and I was like, I'm not going to say anything because I might be wrong. But yeah, I saw him and like... Yeah, I think it's just a very communal movie and that was one of the things I got away from it was the idea of the communal aspect of Christmas which I think is really really important because you know everyone should have someone or be with somebody during Christmas yeah that's very nice and heartfelt Luke um Josh I'm gonna pass it to you to ruin um how many (laughs) Christmas hats out of 10 um I'm gonna give this an 8.5 wow um nice I think that when I'm looking at that kind of American comedy Christmas movie, I don't think any movie that we've watched so far does it better than this one, in my opinion. I think that this one hits all the right notes. It has equal parts heartwarming um, kind of moments and also really clever comedy. A lot of references to the actors themselves, like... The scene where Jamie Lee, the, the scene with the carolers, for example, Jamie Lee Curtis is rolling up the, the wool, and of course she's uh, known for her role in Halloween. So the camera pans <laughs> down, the camera pans yeah. up, and then all of a sudden the carolers in the window. Um, they 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 play on the the actors 
having fun themselves. And I think that comes through in the plot and the storyline. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. It's a whole bunch of fun to watch. And it's definitely a movie I would have no issues watching again. Would you have an issue watching it if I watched it in March? Yes. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Um, you shouldn't watch a Christmas movie when it's not in December. Unless it's Christmas cranks. Um, boys, <laughs> this is going to crack the top ten. For me, it's a ten out of ten. Good work. I'm very biased, that, though. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. We've all done at least uh, close to ten or not. Mm. I feel like we're all very so. biased towards the movies we've picked in, in, individually. So, <laughs> oh no, of course. Um, yeah, oh, this yeah. is purely nostalgia based for me. I love this movie. I love everything about it. Ten out of ten. Great work. Um, nice. Look, do you have a question for us today? I'm sorry that I stole your one last night. I no, I, no, that's I'm a segment right. stealer. I plan on telling you a fun fact. Suck that, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Cop that uh, indeed. Well, if Amy has a section, maybe we'll put it right here. Oh, yes, we will. We'll... Nah. <laughs> no, no, of course. No, of course. All right. Suck yeah. it, Amy. <laughs> Hi, this is Amy, the listener's favourite. I'm sorry I can't be on the podcast tonight. I have work. Sad times. I thought this Christmas movie was really good. I enjoyed the Christmassiness, how funny it was, and also the overall message. One thing that surprised me actually, considering I'm a Christmas fanatic, is the fact it did kind of annoy me that the neighbourhood were pestering them about doing Christmas. If they don't want to do Christmas, then they don't have to. It's their choice. I would rate this movie 8.5 Christmas hats out of 10 because of what I said above. Also, my fan fact of the day is for our discussion yesterday about whether Jingle All The Way was linked to a toy at the time of the release of the movie. Well, I found this. The story from Jingle All The Way was based on a shopping craze for the Cabbage Patch dolls in the 80s. I'm going to go now. Bye. Wow, Amy, thank you for your very wise words. Um, no one does it like you. We, we miss you a lot on this podcast. Um, yeah. That was all right. (laughs) Luke, take it away with your question. Okay, so we were talking about Christmas traditions, and one thing that I was thinking about when I wrote this was, what Aussie tradition should be Christmas... Sorry, what Aussie Christmas tradition should be used around the world? What tradition we have at home that's very unique to us should they have in the Christmas canon? Easy. Backyard cricket. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) 100%. Easy. Best part about Christmas. It's true. He plays it every year. You can't That makes sense. You can't not. It's perfect. I'm going to say Goon of Fortune. Um, This is where you grab... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you implying that Goon of Fortune has previously been a part of your Christmas? No, not my Christmas. I just think it should be a part of Christmas. (laughs) Mate, my Christmas is getting fucked off uh, white Russians. Uh, <laughs> I think we should bring Goon of Fortune into the mix. Now, for our international viewers, this is where you grab a goon bag, which is also a, a wine a bag of wine sack, yes, um, that you find in the boxes. Pull it out, peg it on the clothesline, a hill's hoist preferably, which are very Australian, um, but if you have one, that's great. Um, you spin it around a couple of times and then you bloody drink out of it. Good times. 
Don't have to buy vowels or anything. No. It's very similar to... It's basically alcoholic Russian roulette. Yeah, we love That's that. That's pretty much the way it is. I think we should and incorporate that into our Australian Christmases. I like it. What about you, Luke? What would you incorporate? Incorporate? Incorporate. Um, incorporate. Well, I think... I don't know. It, it's... A lot of my traditions, because it is... My mum's Canadian. It's sort of taken over from... Canada, so it's very similar. Um, I think one tradition we should have, you should be able to, you should go and see another family or relatives or whatever um, when you go to Christmas. Because from what I understand, usually it's the whole family goes to one place. Yeah. And they do Christmas like all together. For like my family, we will do it here. And then when we were younger, we used to go to our aunties who were hosting Christmas. So you, you know, go jumping around. To always, yeah. Yeah, that's such an Australian yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. we used to we do, always yeah. travel. We do breakfast and then we go to lunch and then someone will come over for dinner. Mm. Yeah. Like you usually go to like, you know, you start with your own Christmas at home and then for lunch you go to your family, friend, family or wherever and then by the end of the night you might be at your boyfriend or mm. girlfriend's. Like, you know, it's... And also, bonbons, Christmas, the... the Bon, uh, the Christmas crackers we've talked about previously on the podcast should be widely accepted around the world. Everyone very needs true. to experience a paper hat. Very All true. All right, Josh, you've been working very hard on this Christmas joke. Um, I've turned down a couple. Um, Luke, I've saved you from quite a few <laughs> terrible ones. Um, Some of them have been pretty good. Last night's one This was one was good. rubbish, so I hope you recovered. Or are you just going to say the shit one, Josh? No, I'm not saying that. I just Googled one. Okay. You've given up <laughs> okay. completely. Good to know. No, I, I wrote one um, and Manny was probably right. It probably wasn't appropriate for the podcast. So um, I'm going to go with a last minute Google effort because um, definitely what I had done probably isn't the right forum right here. So um, <laughs> why is the alphabet in the North Pole different than the normal alphabet? Why is that? The North Pole's alphabet has no L. Jesus Christ. Thank you so oh, much for listening. No. All right. Really I'm it. stealing Amy's segment with a fun Go fact. Go for it. <laughs> because that was <laughs> horrifying. This is also horrifying. I've just found this and it's, it's a bit outdated, but it's still fucked. Um, according to a survey conducted in 2016, 57% of adults in the UK would gladly sacrifice seeing relatives on Christmas Day if it meant they could spend more time on Facebook. Oh, really? That's Fuck cool. those people. <laughs> that is... That's... I mean, we're watching a movie Mark... about skipping Christmas, but not for Facebook. That was for a cruise at least. Mark Zuckerberg, you need to get on this. What Can anyone are you from doing? the UK confirm that this is a real um, statistic? <laughs> and yeah, would you, you would you Christ. sacrifice seeing people on Christmas Day just to be on Facebook, or better yet, no. just to listen to this podcast in its entirety? And if you are from the UK, um, you should jump on Facebook and let us know at Facebook at Christmas and Chill. Um, also, Instagram at Christmas and Chill podcast as well. Um, while we, yeah, it's a really, really bad stat. So please jump on social media um, to let us know uh, why you would prefer to be on social media than spend time with your family. Um, 
I thought um, you can also send us um, uh, some emails. Drop us a line at our mailbag. That's mailbag.christmasandchill at gmail.com. We are almost on the home stretch, people. Um, we are less than 10 days out. Nine days uh, to Christmas, everyone. Nine days till Christmas. So we are definitely on the home stretch now before uh, the big, uh, big, big baby Jesus's the, birthday. The big Kahuna. Big. big His birthday isn't in December. We established this. He's a Gemini. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, can um, we well, get someone Day. to count how many times Josh says "um" in an episode? Because uh, it's no, quite don't a do few. That. You could just cut them out. It, it's just as easy, but don't give him ideas. No, that's too much effort. That's too much effort for a daily podcast. That's yeah, it's very true. That's very <laughs> we just cut your shit out, Luke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, uh, more like it, I just get, get annoyed. Stitch, um, but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening this evening. We've really enjoyed uh, you taking this time with us this evening and hanging out with us. This um, is Christmas. Like enjoy. We- like we always say on this uh, this podcast, uh, stay groovy, stay cool, and have a lot of shagadelic times. Um, we will catch you, cool cats and kittens, on the flip side of Reno. <laughs> also, for the audio listeners, we are watching a Charlie Brown Christmas tomorrow. Oh yeah, I should probably tell you that. Luke's pick. Yeah, <laughs> Luke's pick. I've saved it. Don't worry. Nice. Um, and on that note, uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye, everyone. See you Bye. later.